Hello, everybody. You are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast, where we bring you board game reviews in... Oh, I ran out of breath, Jason. 30 <laughs> minutes or less, or the next episode is free. You, you just said my line. <laughs> We're switching it up here. Okay. We can start over. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast where we bring you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. Or the next episode is free. I am Kyle Bolin. And I'm Jason Cavallari. Hello, Jason. Hi, Kyle. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Even though you haven't been gone. I haven't been anywhere. (laughs) I welcome myself as well. Yeah. (laughs) Today we are talking about... Maybe you're currently somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Today we are talking about uh, another oldie. But a goodie? Uh, Maybe? We'll decide, won't we? We will cast mm-hmm. judgment. Uh, we will. We're, talk- we're talking about Mr. Jack, 2006's Mr. Jack. Uh, Mr. Jack is designed by Bruno Cathala and L- Ludovic Moblanc. With oh, I didn't art- know it was by them. Yeah. Uh, with art by Piero. Okay. It's just one name, I guess. So oh, that's it's it. a, yeah, <laughs> uh, and it is published by Hurricane, oh. which I think this is the only game I've ever seen published by Hurricane. If uh, yeah, that does not ring a bell. What else does Hurricane do? They've got their own little logo and everything of the actual like of a tornado uh, on the the red label, but I don't know what else they do. Anyway, uh, Mr. <laughs> Jack is a uh, two player game. It is a one versus one game where. Uh, one character represents Mr. Jack, Jack the Ripper. He's a murderer. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Was. Uh, He's probably yes. dead. The, fam- yeah, the famous serial killer from the 1800s in London, uh, and the other player will be playing the uh, in- investigator who is trying to figure out where Mr. Jack is. Because uh, in this game, there are eight characters, and one of them, uh, it's randomized each game, is going to be Mr. Jack. And it's the investigator's job to try to determine which character is Mr. Jack, and then get to him with one of the other characters and accuse him of being Mr. Jack. And if you're correct, then the investigator wins. However, Mr. Jack, the Mr. Jack player, is trying to both prevent the investigator from figuring this out, while also simultaneously trying to keep Jack in the shadows and move him to one of the exits in London and get him off the board before the eighth round uh, happens. And if he hasn't done it by the end of the eighth round, then that's another way that the investigator wins. Yeah, so basically the way that... Um, I, I don't know. Uh, there, I suppose there's really only one way to play this game, but um, the way that most <laughs> people play the game is you um, are trying to keep as many of the suspects either... Uh, exposed or hidden um, on each round as you possibly can, um, because it's sort of a process of elimination on the part of the investigator player. Um, and the way that they eliminate people is at the end of every round, they say, okay, is Mr. Jack uh, witnessed? Can somebody see him? And if you say yes, but there's like seven out of the eight characters can be seen by somebody or are in a lamplight or something like that, then they're really going to get to eliminate one person and then vice versa. You know, if they're all uh, unwitnessed, then it doesn't really help the investigators that much. Yeah. Um, And and you do that by selecting roles. So every turn you flip out four different characters um, 
And then depending on the, the turn order, either the inspector goes first or the uh, Mr. Jack player goes first, uh, choosing characters to move and use their special ability. Yeah, and special abilities can be things like moving a manhole cover because manholes can be used to sort of teleport around on the board. Uh, you know, like moving lights so that you know, different sources of the board are lit up essentially, different hexes. Sherlock Holmes is one of the characters in the game and you can just basically like draw from the pile of tiles that are that are remaining uh, of suspects. So you can determine like, you know, up to maybe four characters that aren't Mr. Jack for sure and you can start ruling players out that way as well. So each each character has their own little special ability and and each character has their own movements, so they can usually move between one to three spaces. Miss Stealthy can move up to four, so she's really good at moving around. Um, and yeah, you take turns. Uh, each round, it alternates who goes first. So one of the characters, either the investigator or Mr. Jack, get to move one character. And then the other person gets to move two characters. And then it goes back to the first person who gets to move the fourth character. And only four characters are moved each round. For the first few rounds, one of the lamplights goes out each round so that, like, London keeps getting progressively darker and darker. Specifically, the Whitechapel District is what it's supposed to be. Um, So it gets easier and easier, presumably, for Mr. Jack to be in the shadows. Um, and more difficult for the investigator to figure out who he is. And you you go on this way, and you just play this process of elimination game while using the, the character abilities to try to, like, move things around to your advantage uh, until you have an idea of who Mr. Jack is or until, as Mr. Jack, you feel like you can sneak away because you've been, you know, unwitnessed one round and you can make it to one of the little alleyways that are an escape route, and then that's the game. Yeah, that's the entire thing. That's really all there is to it. I mean, like, when you read the rule book, it's, like, maybe, like, two or three pages. Uh, really, really light rule set. Uh, yeah, very most easy. of that is just sort of explaining what the different character abilities do. Yeah, a lot of it is. I, it's a very easy game to teach. It's a very easy game to learn. You know, like, the strategy is fairly simple to understand, which is just, like, try to keep, you know, like, if you're Mr. Jack, try to keep as many characters in the same state, witnessed or unwitnessed, as Mr. Jack is, right? And if mm-hmm. you're the investigator, the opposite. Try to split them down the middle if you can and and try to get so that you can start eliminating the most people possible every round. Um, and that's basically all there is to this game. I mean, it's got, like... Uh, so Jason and I both have older copies. I, I think that they've they've redone Mr. Jack at least once in the last 10 years so that the board is supposed to be a little bit more balanced because I believe it was always very, very difficult for Mr. Jack to escape in I the original version. I still think version. it's always very, very difficult for Mr. Jack to escape. <laughs> so do you know for sure if we were... We, we played a... Uh, Jason and I played last night on a tabletop simulator version of the game, and I'm not positive that that was the design of the, the newer version of the game, but it, we did notice that two of the characters were, were like... Um, swapped in their starting yeah. location so i suspect that it was um but yeah it sure didn't seem like it made a huge difference no, i mean i don't i don't know for sure that it was the updated version but if it was like it really didn't stand out to me as being very different yeah um but anyway so our experiences with the physical game have been with the original copy that is slightly out of date now but mm-hmm. i believe that for the most part other than maybe like starting locations for characters and maybe like a couple hexes being different or something like that. It's pretty much the same game. Like, the characters all have the same abilities. Um, I think the only other thing that might have changed is I believe that they changed the art style a little bit, but I, I can't remember if that's just the, the the box cover or if it's also the actual, like, yeah. uh, character cards and the, the little wooden uh, circles that have the character faces on them and everything. Yeah, weirdly, um, like, this game is about a serial murderer who, like, brutally slashed a bunch of women and the art style is like really kind of cartoony it's yeah it's very cute it's got weird it is it is weird um 
But yeah, I mean, like, you know, the art style is attractive. I, I think that the art looks good. The board looks good. Like, it's easy to tell what everything is on the board. It's it's functional and attractive at the same time. Um, the components, I think, in this game are good, right? Like, you, yeah. know, you get these really thick, chunky cards, uh, like, like chipboard for, like, all the different suspect tiles and um, their, their, their ability cards and everything that you get. Um, you, they're all on these nice... Uh, wooden circles that have like decals with their their nice cartoony faces on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nice chunky tiles for all the lamps that you get to like you know remove or, or move around or whatever. So component wise, this game is good. Like I yeah. you know like I yeah. think that it's like you know it's definitely above the average that we see in sort of this this sort of space here of the the sort of cheaper uh, board game. Yeah. Um. So Kyle, I have many thoughts on this game. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's hear them, Jason. What are your thoughts on this game? <laughs> and this is how incensed I am by this game. I actually wrote these down. I never write down what I'm going to say. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that writes notes. You're not the one that writes notes. Right, no, because I can usually remember, like, the one or two things that I want to say. But, like, I am I, so determined to get across all these points uh-huh, that I wrote them down, listeners. <laughs> so, here we go. <laughs> Number one. I don't think this game is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can flat out say that I don't think it's fun. Like, usually I kind of, like, hedge my bets. But this time I'm like, no, no, no. And I'll tell you why it's not fun. For me. Um, okay, so I've played this game multiple times um, over the years. And, I have, and I've played both the Investigators and I've played Mr. Jack. I have never won as Mr. Jack. And I've never seen anybody I played against <laughs> win as Mr. Jack. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like this game is heavily, heavily weighted towards the investigators winning, such that I think it's sort of like, it's supposed to be like the default state of the game is that the investigators win. Um, yeah, yeah. And in fact, it is. I mean, if you run out the clock and Mr. Jack hasn't escaped, the investigators win, even though Which they didn't really actually identify who do. it was. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, and it frustrates me to know. And now, now, not only that, like that it's the default state for them to win, but also um the the mechanics are such that you as either the investigator or mr jack you are never going to really be able to get to a situation where the choices you have in terms in terms of the characters that you can play that turn um are going to be able to be enough for you to have a really good turn mm-hmm. um there are always going to be ideal choices um that you're probably not going to get because the other player knows that they're ideal choices and will probably choose at least one of them yeah before you can do it which may leave you in a situation where your choices are just bad or or worse when we Um, were playing last night there were like a couple of rounds where i was like well this sucks because like these this is my only choice and if i do this you're gonna do that and and you were just like yep Yep, that's how this right. game goes. Well, and on the very first turn, you were able to eliminate half the suspect pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't anything I could do about it. Right, but I mean, when you're talking about, like, you know, just, like, choice being an issue in this game, like, in terms of, like, what you do with your turns, what you do with the characters that you're presented with, like, by the middle of the game, there was almost no choice happening. It was just like, well, this is the only real option for me, and even if I do that, this is the only real option for you, and both mm-hmm. of us could see every turn what the other person was going to do before we were going to do it, and it wasn't like we were, like, geniuses, and that's why we could see this. It's just that it's so obvious, you know? Right, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, there's no, like, thinking really cleverly about how this is going to work. really. And, you know, no, you, like, you, that's not how it works. I mean, the choices are just really out there for everyone to see. 
-hmm. And so it's really easy for the other player to stymie anything that you're trying to do. I think the only exception is like if you're learning the game, right? And like yeah. you're not like and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and and you don't know all the 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 character abilities by heart, and so you're not thinking, oh, well, if I do that, then how does that you know affect this character here, and how they're going to be able to like you know move me on the following turn, or that you know like the the next character that goes or whatever, or like move closer to me, you know, because they have enough range if it's Miss Stealthy or whatever. Like mm-hmm. like there's all kinds of things that you know you're not going to know if you're new player to this game, and so it's not going to be obvious to you. But as a player who's, I mean. I've probably played this game at least like, you know, like eight or nine times over the years. And I think I've actually played it more than that because I know all the abilities by heart and I know exactly what they're going to do. So to me, it is obvious. And to you, it was obvious. And Mm -hmm. so having had experience with this game, like it, it just after you've learned the game, there's no mystery to it at all anymore. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, And which is kind of the thing that I like in, you know, other games that sort of have some kind of deduction element to it. Like, I like the the mystery part of it. So, like, for mm-hmm. example, when we played Mask of the Red Death, like, there's a huge chance that you're not going to be able to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. Um. Or uh, uh, Letters from Whitechapel, which is also about the, um, the Jack the Ripper stuff, but I think is done much better. Um, because there's, you know, the, there's a really heavy deduction element, but it's... Uh, sort of equally balanced in terms of how the jack player might be able to uh, sidestep or or you know uh, evade the pattern of deduction that the investigators yeah. are working well, with or something it's, it's like mechanically that. different enough i mean it's a hidden movement game yeah and so in a hidden movement game there's lots of options for the person that is hidden to take and mm-hmm. vice versa you know like there's plenty of different directions that the people that are trying to track down that person can go so in a hidden movement game there's plenty of choices that are being made like it's not obvious what the other person's going to do. It's not obvious what you should do on any one turn of a hidden movement game. Mm-hmm. So right, it's, yeah. 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 This this is just process of elimination, the game. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. I think... I mean, so is Clue, like the classic board game, but... Yeah. Even that, I think, is more engaging than this is. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing that, like, really struck me last night is, like, we... We would have these turns where it's like, okay, I've got to count out exactly how far mm. this character can go. So I'm like, you know, like looking at each individual hex on each individual path that this character can go. And I'm trying to min-max the, the amount of space that I can get my character away from you or the amount of space that I can get to you. Um, and then also thinking about like, you know, the subsequent characters that are going to go this turn and how much they can affect all that. And it turns into one of those games where both players are sitting there counting spaces, counting movement. (laughs) And I hate that. Like, I hate games where somebody has to stop and count their spaces or count their movement. Like, Well, and then, like, like, adjust something in your head and then recount. Oh, God. It's so (laughs) tedious. It's so boring. It's so boring to sit there. It's so boring to just sit and count, first of all. Like, as me, the counter, it's my turn. I shouldn't be bored, but I'm bored on my own turn. Um, And then on your turn, you're counting, and I'm doubly bored, you know? (laughs) It's just boring to sit there and count squares or hexes or whatever, and that's what this game is half the the time. Ugh, yeah, it's so slow and tedious, and so that's one of the that was my main issue with this game is that, and then you know, like my 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 secondary issue is all the things that you just mentioned, which is just that you know, like you, it just becomes this like rote game of like trying to follow the exact same steps, and and it seems kind of prescribed once you get to which characters are available to you on a turn, you know exactly how you're going to use those characters, you know exactly how the other person is, it just feels like a rote task. 
Yeah, that's true. And and I can only imagine that the designers or whoever the publisher like whoever like intended for this to be a game that is played by people who don't aren't going to think about their moves too much. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, if you can play that way then this game might be a little bit more enjoyable. Uh right. like Maybe this is a great game to play when you have already been drinking, like, you know, two or three beers into the night, and everybody's just like, let's just play this casually, and everybody can agree to that, and you trust everybody to do that and not sit and, like, analyze everything. Right, yeah. Um, But even then, I mean, like, you probably know what the outcome is going to be, because if you're not really, like, you know, min-maxing what you're going to do, then it's going to be fairly easy for the investigator to win. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, the default state at the end of the game is that the investigator wins if Jack can't get away. Right. So and not um, only does he have to get away, but he has to get away unwitnessed, which is right. Yeah. yeah. Incredibly hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, so I, that, so that's, I, I mean, I feel like, I, I feel like this is a game where like maybe a slight adjustment to some of the rules. I don't know. Make it, better. it feels to me like it needs a fundamental, like just different rule set. I mean, like this is a game that is just like, Hey, Try to keep these characters, the characters that are haven't been, you know, uh, ruled out yet. Try to keep them in the same state as Jack as long as possible. That's all there is to it if you're Jack. And I don't know how to make that more fun, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's again, it's just like, let's try to keep these things together. And then if you're the other person, it's let's try to split them up. Mm-hmm. How do you make that more fun? I mean, like, there's already, like, you know, uh, variable powers with the characters in the game. There's already, like, the ability to move things around on the board. I mean, you'd have to complicate this game a lot more in order to make it more than what it is. And I yeah. think one of the things that probably is its only strength is the weight of the game. That you can just jump into this game. It's easy to teach. It's easy to learn. And, you know, like, it's a fast-playing game. If you did any more to it, it would suddenly be a different game. Yeah. You might as well just be playing Letters from Whitechapel at that point, or Fury right, of Dracula. Yeah. Well, which I would rather do anyway, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, how how can I make this game more fun? That's not your job. I know it's not my job, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody needs to tell these people what's what. <laughs> you know... Okay, so I enjoyed this game when I got it like 12, 13 years ago, whenever it sure. was. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I remember, like, coming home with it and being like, oh, this is so cool, it's so cartoony, and, and, you know, when you're just getting into this hobby, you can be very impressed by a lot of superficial things in games, right? Like, sure. the art, and the the components and everything, and, I mean, well, we still, still are, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, like... we're, yeah, we're still little kids when it comes to the art and the components and everything, absolutely, but now, that's not all it takes for us to be happy with a game like we also still require there to be a decent rule set backing up those awesome components and that awesome art right and back then i think i was a little bit more forgiving and i also hadn't gotten so deep into the hobby that i was like you know looking to play twilight imperium every chance that i could right like (laughs) the the thing now is like i think that you and i have gotten to a point in this hobby where we're looking for you know, like medium to heavy type games more often sure. than not, right? More yeah. Definitely more often than the lightest type of game. And this game is particularly light in terms of weight. And so those games just maybe don't, they just maybe don't do it enough for me now unless it happens to have a mechanic that I still find very fun. This mechanic isn't fun and the weight isn't something that I'm going to play unless it happens to be a really fun light mechanic. It's right, not. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I would mother, much rather go play, like, Werewolf than this. Like, that also <laughs> is a very simple game with light mechanics, but yeah. because of the social aspect of it, it's still a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, this is not. 
There's I mean, no I way see, to make it fun. <laughs> I could see maybe like if you're trying to get somebody into the hobby or yeah, you know or sure. maybe like playing it with like a 12 year old or 13 year old or something like that but even there i feel like there are better choices probably so but that is the one sort of situation where this is maybe a reasonable choice or at least maybe something that somebody would find interesting a little bit but yeah. you're right i think that there's plenty of other games of this weight that are just like more fun than this i'd rather play ticket to ride than this and you oh, could sure. teach that to anybody right yeah and so uh after i played this game with uh jocelyn a couple days ago i just like was sort of like normally when i play a game with her and it goes fast i'm like hey do you want to play again this time she didn't have a good time i didn't have a good time <laughs> at the end of it i didn't tell her i didn't have a good time but i just kind of sat there and i'm like all right i just packed up the game you know i wasn't like hey can we play again can we play again i didn't even want to and like for the next 24 hours until we played our tabletop simulator version of the game i just kept thinking why do i have this like, why is this still on my shelf? Not only that, it's, like, down in, like, my main gaming area where I keep all my board games that are, like, you know, in sort of, like, a, a standard rotation right now, right? And yeah. not even up in my annex closet or whatever where I've, like, dumped the games that I think maybe <laughs> one day I'll probably get rid of or, you right, know, I yeah, only yeah. pull out for certain occasions. That's the best place that this could possibly be in my house right now. Really, it should be on a pile of things that I want to go trade away or sell. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have to say that this is... Uh... It's a little disappointing, uh, more than a little yeah. disappointing. And also, yeah. particularly because I like a lot of the other games that these people have designed. That's why I'm sort of surprised that they were behind it. <laughs> um, so, like, so like Shadows Over Camelot, for example. That's a brand new mm-hmm. Camelot game. Well, um, you know, we, we weren't super hot on Shadows Over Camelot. We said, hey, no, Shadows Over Camelot game. is fun because yeah. you're playing a social game with your friends, and it does just enough to make that work. Um, but, sure. you know, like, as far as, like, game mechanics go, it's nothing to write home about. It's not, like, particularly special. It just yeah. does what it needs to do to make a social game work. Yeah. Um, this oh, but game... things like King Domino, that's another Bruno Cathal game that's okay. pretty good. Yeah, King Domino's um, a good game. A light Cyclades, game, but a good game. Which, which is sort of the precursor to Kemet. He did that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> this is an old game. This is a light game. You know, like older light games are probably going to be, there's probably going to be a higher percentage of those that we just don't find interesting today uh, compared to either light games designed today or just games designed today in general, right? I mean, like, you know, uh, King Domino is a newer light game and you and I both really like that game. Right. Yeah. So, you it's know, it's true. We, we can just... forgive past sins for. Well, yeah. And I, and <laughs> for I think great it's just... greatness. <laughs> We're going back and looking at a lot of older games, and I think that one of the things we're going to find is that games have evolved. You know, like our yeah, tastes have evolved that. as well. And so there are going to be certain people out there that are like, you, you guys are assholes. Like, you know, Mr. Jack is fun. I like Mr. Jack. Me and my kid like Mr. Jack, you know. And to those people, that's fine. You know, yeah, like I, I'm glad somebody enjoys this game because I feel like I want to enjoy this game. When I sat down to play this game, I was like, oh, I really liked Mr. Jack back in 2008. I really want to enjoy it today. And then I sat yeah. down and I was just like, this just feels like work this just feels like a task that somebody's busy work that's what it feels like yeah and you know if you don't feel that way when you play this game great but i would not recommend it to somebody in 2019 when there are better more fun games in my opinion to use as a gateway game or just as a light filler game so sure yeah yeah agreed all right so sorry mr jack we just completely flayed you and slit your throat and left (laughs) you bleeding out in the alley (laughs) revenge yeah <laughs> the this prostitutes m- revenge i think this might be our most negative episode ever probably uh. sorry guys uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll be real positive next week we promise yeah. or not we can't, who we knows? can't like everything <laughs> uh so uh jason if people would like to get a hold of us and tell us uh what 
complete jerks they were and how offended they were that we didn't like their favorite game, Mr. Jack. How would they do so? <laughs> okay, well, if you want to aim your flame cannon at us, uh, you can write to us uh, through email. It's podcast at limitedplaytime.com. You can go to the website, limitedplaytime.com. You can tweet us at limitedplaytime or go to the Instagram at limitedplaytimepodcast. Next week, we're going to be talking about Kemet, a game Woo! we just mentioned uh, yeah. as the successor to Cyclades. Cyclades? Cyclades? I guess that's how I have always said it. I don't know anyway, we're true. not talking about that game. We're talking about Kemet, which is yeah. uh, like a bunch of people warring what out in the Egypt. <laughs> yeah, but sort of like a fantasy Egypt. Fantasy Egypt War. That's what we're doing. Uh, so <laughs> tune in for that. That's called. Can you imagine if we they just name board games after like their... <laughs> Fantasy Egypt Battle. Fantasy Egypt War. <laughs> yeah. You get to ride a scorpion in this game, potentially. Maybe. Which is yeah. pretty awesome. A giant scorpion, not a tiny scorpion. <laughs> Saddle up that scorpion. <laughs> I am the scorpion king. Just have like a throne oh, go I from like... killed a... it. 4,000 scorpions. Okay, all right, yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in one week. Bye-bye. Later.